Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. From KCBS Radio, I'm Mallory Samara, and this is Bay Current. On New Year's Eve, the Bay Area experienced an intense winter storm, that brought about five and a half inches of rain to San Francisco, making it one of the wettest days in the city's history. This week, as we start off the new year, California is in the middle of yet another winter storm, forming from an intense pattern called a bomb cyclone. The weather event, which causes heavy winds, rainfall, and snow in California, is ignited by an atmospheric river, also known as a river in the sky, it brings moisture from the tropics to North America. An atmospheric river can be extremely beneficial, especially for California's water reservoirs, which help maintain the state's water supplies during a severe drought. But it also causes damage, flooding, and power outages in communities that don't have proper infrastructure to support these storms. Despite the overwhelming amount of water we're experiencing this week, it's difficult to tell if the storm will actually have an impact on the ongoing drought or replenish the state's water reservoirs. While the extreme drought category has shrunk and the exceptional category has been removed from California, state officials still had a message for residents. It's important to point out that while we are experiencing heavy snowfall and a lot of rain, we are still very much in the drought. Experts have said that the region between Montana to California and northern Mexico has seen the driest 22 years in more than 1,200 years, according to research conducted and published in Nature Climate Change. Today, we talk about the ongoing drought, and to help us explore this issue, we spoke with Dr. Noah Diffenbaugh, professor and senior fellow at Stanford's Dower School of Sustainability. He studies the climate system and how climate change can impact water resources and agriculture. How do atmospheric rivers like the one that we've been seeing and the one that we're supposed to see today, how do those actually help California's droughts? Could you explain some of the science behind that? Well, so, you know, most of the precipitation that we get uh, here in California is delivered by these atmospheric rivers. And essentially this is, you know, the transport of moisture from the ocean onto the land. And, you know, we can see that river of moisture in the atmosphere in some cases, all the way from, you know, across the Pacific, you know, starting out in the Western tropical Pacific and making its way all the way to California here in the 
in the Northeast Pacific. So it, you know, it is the primary mechanism by which, you know, we get precipitation, you know, both in rainfall and, and snowfall. So the, you know, these atmospheric rivers are, are essential for uh, life as we know it in California. And, you know, they're, you know, they're, in addition to being important for our, our water resources, uh, they're also, you know, you know, carry a lot of risk in terms of, of flood hazard and landslides and, and debris flows. And so it's two sides of the same coin. It's certainly part of life in California, not just California, but other parts of Western North America and, and other areas of the world. You know, we are seeing that conditions are changing as the climate changes uh, globally and here in California. So we're certainly having an increase in uh, risk of severe drought as as California is getting warmer. Um, when we do have dry spells, you know, they're more likely to produce severe dry conditions because of the, of the long-term warming. Uh, but we're also seeing it in terms of when we do get these storms. Uh, we know from research in my research group at Stanford, for instance, uh, led by Katerina Gonzalez, that the atmospheric rivers have been getting warmer. And uh, we know uh, from work also in my group by Francis Davenport, that when wind storms produce a higher fraction of rainfall rather than snow, that they have a tendency to produce more flooding. And this is really aligns with a lot of other work by other other researchers showing that you know as California has has been getting warmer, we're we're in a climate where we're more likely to get rainfall rather than snow, particularly lower elevations. The snow that does fall is melting earlier in the year. That's bringing earlier runoff, uh, greater risk of of flooding, and then greater risk of water deficits because that water is not being stored in, in snowpack. It's running off and going into reservoirs that then need to have water released in order to make space for the, for the next storm. In your experience, have experts been able to accurately predict when these storms will hit and how can California enhance its storm calendar um, in predicting these weather conditions? Yeah, so certainly in recent decades where, you know, you know, we've had satellite, satellite observing system, these weather satellites, you know, certainly over the last four decades or so, that's really enhanced the ability. Um, it's, it's enhanced weather forecasting overall, but it has certainly really enhanced our ability to track these, these uh, atmospheric rivers and, and as they, they uh, you know, make their way towards, towards California. So there's been a big investment and it's really paid off. Um, and we understand um, atmospheric rivers a lot better than say when I was in grad school in the, in the Y2K era, era in the early 2000s when you know, it, was a, it was pretty new that, that scientists were identifying these and understanding them from a forecasting point of view. And, and what's really improved in recent years is, is our ability to, to categorize and then forecast um, you know, the kind of the flavors of the of the atmospheric rivers and and you know how severe they'll be, how much precipitation there's likely to be, what elevation you know we're likely to see rain versus snow, uh, what the flood impacts are likely to be. Uh, so certainly with these storms, we've had uh, quite a bit of warning. We've uh, you know I think it's been a success so far that we've seen so much um, attention paid and so much preparation, and hopefully that helps to. 
uh, minimize the the negative impacts. Unfortunately, you know, we've already seen some catastrophic catastrophic impacts. Um, you know, both in terms of uh, loss of life. You know, most importantly and tragically, uh, but also in terms of um, you know the other other losses from flooding. Do you know how some of the how some of Northern California's wa water reservoirs are currently doing? Um, you know how you know what are the the conditions and right now and how do you think the storm will will impact them and how much water they actually hold? Yeah, so the California uh, Data Exchange Center from the state of California has some great water resource data sets that are available uh, from the, the the California Department of Water Resources. So you know the current uh, reservoir conditions around the state. You know, can we we can view them right now? And uh, you know, most of the the major water supply reservoirs are you know well below their historical averages for this time of year. There are a couple that have you know made it up uh, to their historical average or even slightly above. But for the most part, we're still looking at at uh, pretty substantial deficits um, relative to the historical average for this time of year. And I think that the main, you know, the overall picture right now with respect to the drought and these storms is that, you know, we've, we've lost out on a lot of precipitation in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, it takes, it takes a lot to, to build that back. And we're all familiar with that, right? If you, if you lose out on, on a number of paychecks, it takes more than one paycheck to get you back to even. You know, there's lots of other analogies, but you know we're pretty familiar with you know if you it, it takes you know if you've had as many you know dry years as we've had uh, recently, it, you know it's going to take more than one normal year to to get us back. I'm curious because I feel like it. I feel like it has been so long since I've gotten an idea of what an ideal season, what an ideal year looks like climate wise with weather, you know, in, I guess, like a perfect world, what does the climate look like for California in order for us to not have, you know, be in danger of, you know, such extreme droughts and, and, you know, weather, weather events, like what, what's the ideal year in California weather wise? Well, you know, California has, you know, what's what's often called a Mediterranean type climate. And that means that we have, um, you know, a, a pretty well-defined wet season that's during the cooler part of the year. And then we have a, you know, a, a long, dry, warm season. And, you know, we, we should, we should, uh, you know, emphasize that, you know, we, we really benefit from that in California. It, you know, it, it's a defining feature of, of, of the state of California, it's a huge benefit, um, you know, to, to many industries, uh, agricultural industry for sure, but also, you know, for tourism and, um, and, and, you know, it's what, what is, uh, you know, it is what makes sunny California, sunny California. And we also have a very variable climate from, you know, in terms of the year to year variability. So it's really not unusual that we have wet and dry periods. What is changing is that because California is warming, we're now you know, much more likely to get severe drought, to have severe water deficits when we have the normal dry times. And 
uh, you know, we're, we're also increasing in likelihood to have issues of severe runoff and flooding when we get those wet episodes. So you know, we're still living in California's climate, but it's certainly an intensified version. And it's not the climate that, that so many of our systems were designed and built for. So, you know, I think that the question is how we uh, adapt to that. Um, and and it, it won't, you know, we have very clear evidence that it won't be enough to just adapt to the climate change that's already happened. We can expect these conditions to continue to intensify. We can expect the kinds of impacts in terms of um, drought and wildfires and, and flooding. Uh, we can expect those to intensify as well. And so and the question is really how do we um, not just catch up with the climate change that's happened, but leapfrog ahead to be prepared for, for the continued change that uh, we can expect in the coming decades. Hey, thank you so much for, I mean, thank you so much for taking out all this time to speak with us. Um, it continues to be really fascinating work in science. Um, and I think we're all just waiting to see how we can make this a livable and sustainable situation. Thank you for, for your work and for speaking with us today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I, I appreciate you all taking the time and, and I hope everyone's able to stay safe. And I think, you know, this is this is typical of what we can expect. Certainly what, what we've seen in the historical trends is certainly what has been projected for California's future for a long time and, and we're living through it right now. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. This episode was produced, written, and edited by me, Mallory Samara, and Sydney Fishman. For more Bay Area stories, please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.